Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Uh, we want freedom. We fight for freedom. In fact, we crave freedom. That's what our nation was even founded on. But when it comes to our faith, you know, what is true freedom? I, I, I get asked that a lot. Uh, who gets the freedom? Or even what are your personal freedoms? What do you get to do? And, uh, you know, and, and so we're actually looking at the book of Galatians. Uh, this is a series where we're talking about this thing of freedom, and we're really answering questions uh, that, those types of questions because none of us want to live life boxed into a bunch of religious rule following because uh, that really wears you out. Uh, yet, 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 on the other hand, none of us want to live like crazy maniacs and we're doing things that destroy us all in the name of freedom. So ultimately, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly confident of this, you want to live a good life. You want to walk in your purpose, you want to make a difference in the world, and you want to take simply some next steps forward for a better life for yourself. And that's what this series is about. In fact, in this letter uh, called Galatians to the churches in this ancient Roman province of Galatia, uh, Paul makes it really clear. He says in Galatians 5.1, he says this, he says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. You see that word freedom and free there in the same sentence there? It's kind of like he's having a little bit of fun with the words, but he says, it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. In other words, he shed his blood, he sets you free so that you can be free. <laughs> Duh. But he, this is, that is a duh thing for all of us. That's really that's what this whole book is about. So, so he says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the, boat, by the yoke of slavery. See, Paul didn't want a lot of people in his churches to be locked up in some kind of a spiritual slavery. Uh, there were some other preachers out there who were telling these congregations that they had to follow a bunch of rules from the Old Testament to truly be a good follower of Jesus Christ, and and it was all about being uh, it, it was all about being uh, sensitive regarding your eating. Like you can't eat certain foods, and and like all the men had to get circumcised, and you had to celebrate all of these Old Testament holidays. Uh, for example, this evening, this evening today, I am going to. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, his name is Rabbi Andrew Bloom, and I'm going to his home to celebrate Sukkot, that's what they call it, and it's actually the Old Testament Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, but it, and what that is, is that's, that's in the Bible, it's, just, it's in the book of Leviticus, where, uh, the, the children of Israel, God's people were commanded to do this. It's a seven-day period on the Jewish calendar where, where people today, the way they do it is they build a temporary shelter in their backyard and... <clears throat> And they spend the night out there. So Rabbi Bloom will probably, in fact, he tells me he does it every year. He spends the night out there with his kids, and, and they hang out and enjoy meals. They'll have friends over to get the whole thing started. And it's basically about remembering the 40 years when they were living in temporary shelters in the wilderness. And the Bible says do that in the, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus. Now, here's the truth. I think that's a very cool thing. I'm going to go. I, I'm going to have fun. I'm looking forward to celebrating the Feast of Tab Tabernacles tonight with my Jewish friends. But I don't have to worry about this is that if perchance I don't celebrate that holiday that it's a sin and I'm going to lose my salvation. You get that? But there were certain preachers that were going through Galatia that were telling these people that I didn't do things like that like building a sukkah and sleeping even overnight that they really weren't saved and they couldn't be a part of the Jesus gathering. That's what was going and it made Paul angry. In fact 
you see some of Paul's greatest anger expressed anywhere in the scriptures right here. It's, it's, it's interesting because when he, when he deals with the issue of circumcision, he says one of the most profoundly thing, interesting things that you can even find in scriptures. You can see his rage about this. Is he's telling these guys, he goes, yeah, those who want to go around circumcising everybody, I just wish the knife would slip on themselves and they would just like do a severance. You know, I, it's, it's in the Bible. You just need to read it. And I don't see me going, oh, that's not in the word. Yeah, it is. Trust me. In other words, Paul was very upset, and he was making it really clear that there is true freedom in Jesus, and you don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops and to, to complete all this checklist of duties to be a part of the Jesus gathering. And I am glad for that, because uh, Jesus brings me grace, and Jesus brings me freedom. Last week, we talked a lot about grace. We talked about how, how Christianity is this thing of living by faith instead of following all the Old Testament rules. See, you, you, you actually grow spiritually when you walk in faith and grow your faith. That's, in fact, that's one of the whole things about this whole 5X thing. Paul says it this way. He says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. As Jake mentioned a few moments ago, a couple of weeks ago, I shared this uh, introductory message on 5X about growing our faith. And it is exciting. It's about growing spiritually it's about this adventure in your walk with God. That's what faith is. Faith is the adventure part. In fact, this book, uh, book of Galatians, is, it talks a lot about faith and grace and what all this is about. In fact, th every time you see the word faith in the book of Galatians, really this is the definition right here. It means believing in something that defies reason. See, that's why I'm actually calling everyone to faith. I want you to grow your faith because you can experience freedom and you can believe for some things that defy reason. I love the graphics, guys, because it just screams at you right there, believing things that defies freedom. My challenge to every one of you guys as we are celebrating five years as a ministry is to engage in, in what I'm calling 5X faith, to believe for even a five times increase in certain areas that just defies reason. You can't even explain it. It has to be a God thing. And see, I, I make the choice that I choose to believe that, uh, that God can and will do things that will defy reason. God will do amazing things in my life. I believe that, and that is freedom. I have the freedom to live by 5X faith. Religion, though, it, it brings about rules and slavery, but freedom brings faith the walls come down in your life and the barriers are demolished in your business and in your family and the sky is the limit with your health and your finances and your peace and your purpose in fact two sundays ago i challenged you with what i call the 5x faith challenge and and really it's about defining and praying with faith over some areas of your own life and i called it your house uh, and I want to remind you about that again today, the, 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 to, just to begin to dream of, of two or three areas. It's this 5X faith visions for your house. Your house is defined basically as you, your life or, or your family or your business or any of all of those. But, but we're taking our time on this, and, I, and I, I want you to think through this. I want this to be massaged into your heart over these next few weeks. Just keep praying through this and because there's going to come a point where i'm going to begin to stand in faith with you as you begin to take your faith steps toward this 5x increase regarding two to three areas of your house which is you and your family and your business here's the way i stated it a couple of weeks ago is a 5x faith vision is this is to consider two to three areas of your life where you believe god where you will believe god for a 5x increase over the next couple of years so Basically, dream and pray with me regarding what two or three 5X prayers will be from you. 
And in a few weeks, I'm going to ask you to write them down and share them with me. And I'm going to uh, combine them with my shameless, audacious faith. And, and, and I'm going to believe God with you for those 5X faith visions for your house. And uh, we're also, we also have our 5X, we have three 5X faith visions for our house as a church for what we believe that God can do at City Life by the end of 2018. And, uh, but right now, I just want you to be thinking, what are the 5X faith visions that you will have for your house? And as your pastor, I just want to say this. I release you to the adventure of having massive faith. And it's going to be fun. See, Paul says this. He says that the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. I mean, how simple is it in reality? Serving God is really about asking these questions. How can I increase the love in my life? How can I express more faith? Christianity is not about asking some of the things that are commonly asked, such as, what is it that I can get away with and still call myself a Christian? See, see, Paul said this. He said, you are called to be free. See that? It's a calling on our life. Our calling is freedom. I like that. That's the adventure highway. That's the faith life. He says, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly and love. Then he says the entire law, in fact, what he means by the entire law, that's the Old Testament. He says the entire Old Testament is fulfilled just by keeping one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, so if you're a follower of Jesus and you've received Jesus into your life, you are free to not sin and you are free to love. See, freedom is kind of like doing the golden rule. It's fun and you get to do it with other people and you get to do things to people that you would like for them to do to you. It's actually crazy liberating, and it will build your faith. It's a huge key to developing 5X faith, and, and I love it. Yeah, 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 some people actually think that serving Christ is about all of this stuff of what you have to do. Here's a big challenge today. I'm asking you to do this. Will you do this? Shift your attitude and your thought processes from I have to to I get to. See, this is actually what Paul was fighting against in, this, in the book of Galatians. A long time ago, I, I changed my attitude from I have to to I get to. I, I remember I was, I was in the car with, with my pastor, was, who was my boss, and I was probably about 23, 24 years old. I remember saying, you have to do this, and I have to do that. And, and he stopped the car. I'll never forget exactly right where it happened, and pulled over, and he just looked at me, and he said, no, no, you don't understand. He goes, you don't have to do anything, and I don't have to do anything. We get to he said, change that attitude, and God will do amazing things in your heart and life. Watch your faith soar. And he was right. Here's the beauty of it. I don't have to love my beautiful wife. I get to. I get to love her. I don't have to go to church. I get to. I don't have to believe for 5X miracles. I get to. I don't have to serve my city. No, I get to. I don't have to pray. I get to. I get to live free. I don't have to do anything. I love that. See, I get to basically embraces the whole 5X faith component. And it causes my life to be catapulted forward. I want to just ask you, join, come on with me on this journey and get rid of the have-to mindsets and embrace this true freedom that Jesus shed his blood for. Last week we talked about this, about, about, 
about how religious, uh, religious legalism is not really freedom at all. And this is actually specific, uh, specifically speaking about the long list of duties that you have to do to be eligible to be a part of the Jesus gathering. And I think we're getting that now. Yet, yet some will try then to move to the opposite extreme. And they'll just try to kind of float through life and do as they please. And they make excuses, especially if they've been a, been a Christian for a while. They say, well, I just feel led. You know, I just... I just I just feel led. It's like some of the funniest things. And I, I, I've even stopped a person before and I said, lead, I mean, lead is like poisonous and lead is really heavy. I mean, that must be terrible if you're feeling a lot of lead. And they kind of looked at me funny. But, I, but basically what they were saying was a bunch of nonsense. And it's like, you're not feeling lead. You're just wanting anarchy. And I tell you guys, anarchy is not freedom. Anarchy is doing basically whatever you want under the guise that God told you that it's okay. <laughs> and trying to pull a scripture out of Galatians to prove it. You see, try enjoying the anarchy version of Christianity, going out to Interstate 30 as you're leaving here to die today, and drive on the wrong side of the highway. Let's just see how that works out for you. Now, it might be a little bit of an adrenaline rush. Uh, you might be able to even argue that you have the right to drive on that side of the highway. But do you really? Because if you say no rules or no boundaries equals real freedom... You've actually bought into a lie because anarchy is not the freedom that Jesus died for. What did Paul say? Again, here it is. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free, not anarchy. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery because anarchy is, is merely a pathway back to slavery. Like Paul stated, because what's actually happening is when you're doing that is you're only being driven by your own addictions and your own emotions and whatever you feel at the moment. So where do you draw the line? <laughs> your pastor like, come on, pastor, tell me. I don't understand. You know, what, not this extreme, not that extreme. Where do you draw the line? Here's the truth. I believe you know where to draw the line because God shares it with your heart. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. It's this simple. Sinful living, though, is not freedom. It's unfortunate that people will take uh, individual passages from the book of Galatians that I'm preaching through over this month and attempt to prove some petty religious arguments that I've heard. Now, I won't even get into these arguments. It's just like I, years ago, I just said, I'd drop it. Like, do I get to smoke, or do I get to drink, or do I, get, or do I have to fast and pray, or do I have to tithe, or do I have to attend church? I'm telling you guys, that's not what the book of Galatians is about. Please do not abuse and misuse the scriptures. I'm glad I had some good training, because I was trained in this principle right here, and this is true. Scripture can never mean what it never meant. So be careful, guys, to never take an individual passage of Scripture and, and twist it and edit it and say, it is for freedom that God set me free. I'm just going to do whatever I want. No, don't do that. Because that's just attempting to prove by twisting the Scriptures that it's okay to participate in a sin that you know is wrong. So really, there's a better question to ask. It's a very different kind of a question. And this question I pose to you today is, are you doing what you want in life? Are you doing what you want in life? In other words, are you pleased with the direction of your life? Are you making progress toward that destination that you really desire? Are you moving forward? Are you really investing in eternity, which is your destination? 
Yeah, here's what I've seen over and over is, is that if you end up following those carnal or fleshly desires, you'll never really be able to have what your soul longs for. It, it's like you're putting yourself back into some kind of a personal prison, yet you keep trying to convince yourself that it's a place of freedom. If you really desire to pursue this freedom, and if you really crave this 5X faith that I'm talking about, and, and you want to take your 5X faith visions that we'll be writing down in a few weeks, and you want to see those things become reality, then what you need to do is what Paul says, walk by the Spirit. And then you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Because he says, the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. And they are in conflict with each other. That's why when people say they're just led by the Spirit to do that, it's like, no, they're in conflict with each other. Which actually causes you to do whatever you're not able to do whatever you want. In other words, you're not able to move forward with the dreams and the destinies in your life because you're living out the, 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 these other passions, these other fleshly desires. And What ends up happening is, is I've seen it, is, is that a lot of people, their faith will begin to dry up and they don't, even be, they don't even believe anymore. In other words, you're not able to do what you want in life anymore. Around here, we talk a lot about this thing we call Adventure Highway, and that's our own terminology. That's made up. You're not going to find that in the Bible. But it's this Adventure Highway of following Jesus, which is just, it's just basically a crazy, wild, wonderful faith adventure. It's characterized by stretching your faith, relying on God, and living in freedom. But, but the road that we're on is actually this, this, this road, this Adventure Highway that we're on, it's really more like a freeway. And I was just thinking about, if we would have had the opportunity to change it, uh, to rename it something early on, I think I would have named it Adventure Freeway. Because Jesus has set you free. Free from sin, free from bondage, free from self-loathing and hatred, free from directionless living and going in circles and so much more. You're free to enjoy this adventure highway. And I want you to be free to just passionately exercise this 5X faith that I'm talking about, believing for the extraordinary with just intense freedom. But... You guys are from the city, and you know that, uh, there are, uh, that freeways have these things called exits, right? Now, there are some freeways that have exits that take you to these nice little rest areas, and that's good. And someday you to the gas station, that's great. But in Galatians 5, it's, it's a kind of interesting. Paul put together a well-categorized list of cravings, and, and, uh, and we, we call this, we actually call this in the scripture, the works of the flesh. That's what they're they're called. And you've heard me say that word flesh two or three times here. And, and basically what it means is this. This is the, the purest definition of it. It is the lower nature of a person. It's the seat and the vehicle of sinful desires. And, and basically these things can destroy you. What they are, they are like exits from your adventure freeway of your 5X faith. And so I was thinking, well, I wonder what the exit number would be. And so I, I really, I, I started dreaming about this, just having a little bit of fun with it. I thought, well, it would be exit 13, you know? Because 13 is a bad number, right? Right, right, right? And you're going to laugh with me. This is just lighten up on this one, okay? There's some older buildings here in town. You get into the elevator, and, you go the, the, and it goes from 12 to 14. There is no 13th floor. So you guys know what I'm talking about. Now, I don't believe that stuff. Please know that. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But it makes for a fun analogy. 
So let's just pretend like 13 is bad. Exit 13. And I was just thought, I, I, I thought as I was sharing this message earlier today, I thought, I hope nobody lives on exit 13. Like when you're going home today, it's like, well, there we go. But, but exit 13 is kind of like the works of the flesh. And these are the things that actually take us off course. Paul lists several of them. Exit. Now, now in these exits, I've, I've given them letters after the 13 because 13 means bad. Okay, let's just say that. That's not scriptural. Let's just say it. Uh, 13 means bad, but you, you, you understand. You live in the city here. You see exits like exit A, B, C, and sometimes D. Uh, so, so I've added letters at the end of these exits to take a look at. So here's the first one, exit 13A. How do you like that? And it's basically what Paul calls verbal sins. It's, it's biting and devouring one another. It's where you use your mouth to destroy people. And that's a dangerous exit from your faith journey. It'll, it'll take you off into a very dark area. There's some swamps out there you don't want to get stuck in. Now, down the road a little bit further, there's exit 13B. Now, of course, the background looks the same as 13A, but it's, it's a very different exit. <laughs> I, I still love it. This guy did great with the graphics. In verse 19, uh, he talks about sexual sin. He lists uh, three different terms, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. And, and basically what this speaks of is moral impurity. In other words, it's sex outside of marriage. It's uncontrolled lust. It's, it's sinning just in broad daylights, in defiance of public opinion of what's right. Uh, sexual sin is actually a very dangerous exit from Adventure Highway, and taking these exits are going to lead you to a very dark place in the woods. Darkness will surround you, and you're not going to be able to discern God's voice. Now, exit 13C is the next one. It kind of looks like the other, but it's called paganism. This is a category here that we find in verse 20, where Paul lists the terms idolatry and witchcraft. And basically, as I've studied this, and I've broken all this down and studied this in great, great, great detail, and I could spend, I could spend, actually I could create a whole sermon on each word here, but I'm not going to do that. But basically what it is, it's the worship of an image. It means demon worship, a sorcery, the occult, uh, <clears throat> paganism, the paganism exit, exit 13C, is dangerous because you actually open your soul your, your mind, your emotions, you, you open yourself up to literally to demons. That's why, like, we have to be discerning. We have no business being entertained by things like this, this new occult movie that's coming out called Ouija. It's not good. Um, it's actually a perfect example of taking the paganism exit from the adventure-free way of following Jesus because it'll steal your faith and it could potentially cause demonic possession. And I'm telling you guys, that stuff is real. That stuff's real. Never mess with paganism and the occult. It's a very dangerous exit. Exit 13D is the next one. It's, uh, it's called unbridled emotion. That's what I call it. And, and in verses 20 and 21, he lists several other things. He said hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, uh, dissensions, factions, and envy. And it's kind of like there would be this large list of, of little opportunities underneath the exit sign. Kind of like when you do take an exit and you see all these places you can stop. That's basically what would be there. And, and, and really, all this does is this takes you deeper and deeper into expressing your own emotions. And really, that's a trap because that will suck away your opportunities for 5X faith. It will cause your life to become small and meaningless because you're driven by just the emotion of the moment. See, you can't believe when you're living on exit 13D because you're pushed around by just your emotions. And the next one is exit 13E. 
<laughs> we have to keep going here. This is a little category of, of Paul's list here that I would call intoxication. He uses two words. He uses the words that this translated drunkenness and orgies. And, but here's what, here's what those words really mean. <clears throat> it means intoxication by whatever source. It, it's, it's just any, any source of intoxication that just causes you to let loose. Um, in fact, the original definition even includes this, this attitude of, of rioting or actually getting out and rioting, you see? Um, that doesn't sound like freedom, does it? <laughs> no, of course not. In fact, how can you have 5X faith when you're intoxicated and you're being driven to do some crazy things as a result of your intoxication? I'll just be really honest with the church. I, very, very candid with you. I'm a pastor here, but you, you just need to hear it. Is, is that I would say the vast majority of the issues that, that I have to work, help people with in our congregation, uh, people who come here and receive ministry one way or another, it goes back to there's intoxication involved at some point causing some poor choices to be made. That exit doesn't bring peace. Do I hear an amen? amen. Or an A woman or something like that? All right. Exit, exit 13F. We're getting, we're getting a little further than the next one is church division. And Paul, in verse 26, Paul speaks about three things, conceit and provoking and envy. These things always cause division in the local church. That's not freedom because that actually hinders individual faith and then will hinder the faith of the entire congregation. And exit 13, G+. Plus. I, I put G+, plus, then I thought, no, that sounds like Google+, Plus, but it was too late. They already had it done. It, it's, it, it's just basically other sins. So Paul's basically saying, now here's an exit where he's just a bunch more stuff the list can keep on going and going and going so he's saying this is there's there's just this exit all of exit 13 is of no value to you and to me and again we could go into this and discussing and, and analyzing and dissecting every single sin trust me i've done it for you but if we focus on that all we will do is entice ourselves more and more to take the exit ourselves because whatever you stare at and focus upon is the direction that you go. Or we will become condemning of one another when we see someone taking exit 13. Neither is the right answer. We have to get our focus in the right direction. So, but the truth is, is anytime you take one of those exits, you're really slowing down your spiritual advance because you come to a halt and you find yourselves out in the woods and you're in this state of confusion. You can't think clearly anymore and you're, you're in the dark and it's like a whirlwind and, and confusion begins to set in and, and that's when disappointment begins to control you and you find yourself constantly trying to like restart but you're, you're going in circles. You're just trying to get yourself going again. Well, if that's the case, consider that you may have actually taken one of these different versions of Exit 13 because Exit 13 hinders you thought there was freedom there. The exit looked good from the highway, but it actually just pulled you down. And what's so dangerous is exit 13 always leads to the broad road that leads to destruction. That's where it eventually takes you. In other words, if you live like that, if you live this way, if that's the way you live, you, you can't inherit God's kingdom. I mean, did you get that? It's... it's it's an intense statement. Paul is saying eternity hangs in the balance. I'm telling you guys, that's serious. Paul says it in Galatians 5.21 after he lists all this. He said, I warn you that those who live like this, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. So I don't want to live on exit 13. But here it is. There is good news. See, Paul only takes a small portion of Galatians to talk about that. The rest of it is the good news. There is good news that if you, by chance, are off the freeway, 
then look for the big sign that says Jesus and points right back to, the, to that, uh, through that free way. You see, and when you do that, you can just let those old desires die and leave them in the dust. Paul says those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires and left them in the dust is the part that I add to it. I'm telling you guys, there's no amount of sin that can prevent you from experiencing the grace and the love and the freedom of Jesus, and it doesn't matter how lost you are. It's, it's kind of like the GPS on my phone. I have this little lady. She lives in my phone, and it's fun. I, I can change her voice. Right now, she's Australian. It's kind of fun to have an Australian lady talking to me. And There's an Australian man. I, I did him too, but I don't know who that dude is. But, but uh, this lady's name is Siri. Have you, you, know, have you ever heard of this lady named Siri? Now, she reads maps for me. I kind of like it. Uh, she's in touch with the GPS, and she understands maps, and she tells me where to turn. I, I tell Siri that I'm going to a certain place, and Siri says, oh, right, you know, get you that. And so, so <laughs> not literally, but she does use terminology like that. So late, uh, l- last Friday, last week, I had this early morning meeting, and I had to start it off in Frisco at 7 a.m., and it was dark. And I normally don't drive those roads, and so I turned on my GPS, and Miss Siri was going to help me navigate myself to the meeting. But somewhere along the way, I wasn't paying attention. I'll just be honest with you. Here's what was going on. At the, as, as Siri was working in the background, watching my direction, uh, I, I was listening to an audio book about George Washington and Benedict Arnold, and I was there. I was in the middle of the Revolutionary War, and I was fighting with them, and I was getting so upset with Benedict Arnold. Like, come on, ch- you know, stop your attitude. And I took a wrong turn. Now, Miss Siri comes and introduces, I mean, she, she interrupts my little audio book and kindly told me that I needed to take a left turn. I'm going, shut up, Siri. I'm, gonna, I'm, go, I'm, I, I'm in the Revolutionary War. I have got to fight these bad guys. And, and so I didn't, and I doubted her. And she kept kindly and gently nudging me constantly. You need to turn left. And I, I finally obeyed, and then I got right back on track. See, Siri was giving me the correct route to get right back on track. So as long as I was listening to Siri and doing what Siri said, I'd be okay. She didn't yell at me and say, you stupid Tim, because she does know my name. I still think that's weird. But Siri didn't say, well, you had your chance and you blew it. Siri didn't say, I've had it with you and I'm never going to give you directions again. Uh, Siri didn't say, well, you've gone too far in the wrong direction. It's over for you, buddy. You're stuck in Dallas now. No. She said, that would be terrible. But she just kindly and gently kept telling me to turn left. You're going to be right back on track. Now, I'll tell you what. The beauty of this is that's what God does to us. Me included, all of us, when we take the exit. And that's the good news of God's grace. Hey, tune in to Siri. And then scratch that word Siri out. It's the Holy Spirit. See, God wants you back on the free way. I could just turn off Siri and try to go it alone, but I'd never get to my destination. And, and you have the same choice when you've taken a wrong exit in life. Yeah, you can quit church and you can quit attending your small group and stop reading the scriptures and give up on prayer. But unfortunately, what happens when you do that is you're silencing the voice of God and you're killing your faith. And that voice of God just simply wants to get you back onto the free way, and it's that gentle nudge. Of course, you don't have to listen to the voice of God, do you? No, you get to. 
Hey, you get to be in church. You get to be in a small group. You get to continue to be in God's Word. You get to continue to be in prayer. And what happens then is that amplifies the voice of God so that your next turn and your next steps are very, very clear. God wants you on the free way. Just, just, it's, it's, just, it's tuning into God's voice. Right now, he's speaking to you. He's speaking to you through these messages to build your faith because God wants you to have a miracle. That's really what his goal is. That's what I want to get your eyes on. Is your eyes on Jesus and the miracles that he wants to do in you and through you. So re-engage your passion and, and because God wants to take you to some places that you have only dreamed about. Your best, my friend, is yet to come. And it is for me too. And it's for us. Some of you, he's saying right now, turn the corner now. Look for the Jesus sign. Get back on the freeway. I have an abundant life ahead of you. Hey, you're free to turn that corner. You're free to stop sinning. You're, you're free to move into your destiny. You're free to live in abundance. You're free to pursue your destiny. You're free to walk out of that whirlwind. And your 5X faith is ahead. This is vast beautiful expanse ahead my friend hold fast to your freedom hold fast to the voice of god keep your eyes on jesus and all these things are going to be taken care of in your life that you're concerned about please no movement at this time i'd like for leaders to please pray right now is the most important part of today because maybe you've been here or you've come here today and you've not completely surrendered your life to Jesus. Or maybe over the course of your life you've drifted from your relationship with God and you want to know this Jesus that I talk about. You want that new beginning. You, you really want to hear, respond, and obey to that gentle voice. And you're ready to Embrace your God-given purpose and that freedom that's there. Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. And if you want to be included in my closing prayer today, and it's just a prayer of surrendering your life completely to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand because when you do that, what you're doing is you're expressing faith. You're responding outwardly to something that's happening inwardly. And Jesus loves you so much. He loves you more than you can imagine. And he died for you so that you can have life and everything changes today. Would you lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I want to pray that prayer with you. I want to make things right with Jesus. Lift your hand for me today, please. I'm ready to make things right. I'm going to make that change. I'm going to turn that corner. Thank you. Who else? Would you guys all stand, please? If you raised your hand, I, I want you along with everyone else in this room to pray these words with me. Come on, pray these words with me with faith. That means you're going to believe that crazy things are going to happen, audacious things are going to happen because you're simply praying. That's how faith works. Come on, pray it with me. Dear Jesus, come on, everyone together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past and I embrace the free way that you have for me. I choose to let you love me and I will love you in return. Thank you for your freedom. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.